What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I am joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Jorn Headley, as well as joined by a special guest this evening, the one and only Patrick Law. We will kick things off by seeing what was going on for the weekend. Reg, how was your weekend at Falcon Lake? Were it Falcon? Yeah, I was at yeah. Falcon Lake, yeah. Uh, it was good. Uh, we tented for the second consecutive weekend, and uh, for sure, we made it from Friday all the way till Monday. Got a kid. Uh, played Falcon Lake Saturday morning. Uh, I've never actually really heard any reviews about the course until we went there, and it is disgusting. Maybe one of the nicest courses I've ever played. Probably wasn't a piece of grass out of place. The greens were like unreal. And it was a good experience. And then we actually, uh, it's pretty expensive, I guess. Not over the top, but Shazi Connor Shaw always says he waits till the afternoon to get the uh, twilight rate. So he commented on my story on uh, Saturday morning. Holy money bags playing in the morning. Because I guess it's like uh, everybody waits till the afternoon, but. I, we, uh, I snuck out for twilight Sunday night and just played uh, nine holes by myself. And yeah, it was a, it was a pretty sweet course. Uh, we just about didn't make the whole weekend. We got interrupted by a bear outside our tent Sunday night. So we had to sleep in the car because it wouldn't leave the uh, campsite. So <laughs> that's how the weekend ended. But Like you were in your tent and this thing started roaming around? Yeah, we actually... Uh, I signed up, I, I booked the campsite and we actually ended up in kind of like a, a, a group tent setting. Like uh, it was us and another couple like in basically in the same campsite. And so that you like, didn't know? No, that we didn't know. Wow. And they basically had domestic the whole weekend, but that's another story. <laughs> um, uh, it was awkward as hell. But anyway, so they left their cooler out Sunday night and we woke up at 1.30 or 2 in the morning and the bear was going through their cooler. And so they were banging on their tent screen or like yelling. So that woke us up and then they scared it over to our tent. So then it like came right over to our tent and yeah, we east <laughs> east actually scared away. And then uh, I fell back asleep and then it came back like an hour later. So we're like, okay, that's good <laughs> enough. Let's, let's go sleep in the car. So I, I slept operating in the driver's seat for the night. So that was good. Nice. That's, that's the end of the tenting for summer 2021. <laughs> yeah, retire that. I'm also on a five-day golf heater right now. Ooh. Saturday to Wednesday, I golf tonight before we snuck this in. So, how many different my courses? Longest one. Uh, three. That'll do. That'll do. Jordan, mm-hmm. Reg just took enough uh, of our time up here. Oh, sir. Of the evening, very late evening to you boys. Yeah, I was going to say, Reggie, you want to save some room for the rest of us here there, buds? Uh, glad to hear you're okay. Um, it's been a beautiful five days of golf, so you've been pretty lucky. And actually, as you were talking about that, I was looking on my phone about the Falcon Lake UFO incident. So for those, did you did you hear anything about that when you were up there? No. I didn't ask about it either. Hey, sorry, Patty, but go on with the UFO. Um. No, I actually haven't looked into all I know about it. This is my limited knowledge of it. I was trying to find a few things here, but I got an email from uh, 
the Royal Canadian Mint a couple of years ago and I bought a Falcon Lake incident silver coin. And uh, it was like a hundred bucks. I bought it for just randomly. It was like the first silver coin I ever owned. And then I checked eBay like two years later and they were selling for like 1200 bucks. So I sold it. So I kind of wish that I held on to it. it. It glowed. It was a glow in the dark one though. Did you ever see that drums? I Maybe did. actually. Yeah. We went was, golfing. It was deadly. We went golfing in uh, Shiloh, I think virtual. And then you showed it to us when you got to your house, I think. Yeah, I was pretty proud of it, but it's gone now. Wish I had it. Uh, but other than that, not much to report here. So we'll pass her off to uh, Drums and then get to our guest here. Drums, you good? I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> we got to make up for lost time here. Patty, this, so this is uh, Patty Law, second time guest, our second second time guest. And um, he doesn't have as many Stanley Cup playoff goals as our other second time guest, Ryan Polak. But uh, Patty would shit kick him on the golf course. And that carries a lot more merit on this podcast. So, uh, Patty, how are you doing, buddy? Good. Father Pat. <laughs> I just thought I'd one up drums there. I'm, I'm good, boy. Thanks for having me. That was the Palister answer there. <laughs> no, I'm good, boys. Appreciate you having me. Good man. So it's been a, it's already been a a gong show of a year, Uh, some opening, some closing, some, some revamping of rules, but overall, how have you guys made it out uh, through the mess that has been the 2021 season so far? Yeah, it's been a gong show is a good way to put it, but uh, we haven't had to fully close the doors at any point, which is nice. Our restaurant Mm -hmm. aspect of things, really sucks um i feel bad for a lot of the restaurants that that's that is their job it's just a restaurant it's been pretty tough to even see that we at least have a golf course to kind of help us out but uh on the golf course side of things it's been it's been interesting it was a a hot start there and then kind of cooled down and we had the household only thing for i think almost three weeks it ended up being which was too much at the at the start of it we saw actually quite a few people it wasn't as much as we would have normally seen but you saw a lot of spouses and families and stuff like that which was actually kind of quite nice but it, it dragged on a little longer than than we wanted to but we're back being able to golf with buddies separate carts and dividers and carts and stuff as we're recording this right now so still a little bit different but tournaments are a go men's nights are your go ladies nights all that fun stuff and yeah trying to make up for lost time now well the weather's hot to touch on that i i guess like you have a, a pretty big social media presence i've maybe i just follow along with it pretty closely um i didn't see too many other courses do really anything to do with the same household and you had couples night and what was the other one that you had uh, we did a couple's nights a couple times, and then uh, the, we did a, house, a household scramble as well. Right, that's yeah. Near, near the end of it there, which, uh, yeah, I've got to kind of get innovative with things to keep people engaged and coming to the course. There was a lot of guys I didn't see for three weeks. 
I try, I try to avoid that as much as possible and keep people coming to the course with something rather than just a come golf by yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. And Jor mentioned that you had the uh, free golf with a donation and then you donated to the ICU in Brandon. Yeah. Um, that was one that we we're pretty, uh, pretty proud to do. It, we we're in a position where, I don't know, we felt like we needed to do something. There's a, uh, a lot of this stuff that's happened throughout the in pandemic has been out of our control and kind of just started brainstorming on ways to control it or help out and be on the right side of things. And yeah, that came to that. We always do something like that in October for the cancer society. You make a donation and can golf for free to, if you make a donation to the cancer society. So it kind of ran with that idea never in a million years would have thought I'd do that in the heat of golf season, like right at the end of, end of May, start of June. But uh, yeah, crazy times. And we are able to raise a good chunk of money. And there's some members at our course that actually work in the ICU in Brandon and oh, right on. hearing some, some stories about what's going on in there firsthand kind of sealed the deal and made me go, yeah, we're, we're going to do that we're going to run with that a little bit. So yeah, that was, oh, that was awesome. a good one. <clears throat> uh, already sorry, go ahead. Dror. I was just going to say, that's a pretty good initiative, Patty. Uh, I'm sure you'd win some votes if you run for the next premier of Manitoba. It's kind of the opposite strategy of the current dude in there, but that's uh, another, that's another time. Yeah. I want nothing to do with those guys' jobs. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. one bit. Cody Reg, uh, Reg touched on it, but you've been pretty phenomenal on social media. Have you uh, have you had some marketing training, or is this all kind of off the top of the head? Just grew up with social media, so it's just how it works. Um, yeah, I think phenomenal is being a little generous, but you do I pretty good. To, I try to keep up as best I can, and honestly, learn from no I'd don't really have formal marketing training. We did it in, in, uh, in post-secondary and stuff like that out in Lethbridge, but times have changed a little bit and yeah, growing up with social media and everything at your fingertips and you start following some of the, the higher end courses and seeing what some people are doing and go, Oh, that's cool. And kind of put your own spin on it and stuff like that and mm -hmm. run with it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's free advertising, which is always, good for the bottom line and right. it's uh a great way to communicate and engage with people even through the winter months and everything like that try and do some things to keep people thinking about golf and remembering yep. that you're still there because <laughs> there's some days in the winter you can forget that we would ever golf in this province yeah reggie uh actually a couple episodes ago we talked about that a little bit and i think reggie said it best he said you got the you have a pulse on the golf community. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about in the sense that you don't really need to reinvent the wheel. And we kind of see with, with our uh, King golf stuff too. You just have to see what, uh, what's working for other people. And like you said, just put your own twist on it. And I mean, if it's working somewhere else, there's a good chance it's going to work in Manitoba. So um, do you guys have any more questions or should we jump into the segment? No, we should definitely touch on, uh, on Monday. Marathon Monday. Marathon Monday. Yeah, sure. So you did a you did a traveling traveling one this time. Last year you just played. Were you just at Glenboro last year? 
Yeah, so we're still doing the Marathon Monday at Glenbro, Dylan and I, right. as well as the, the Sunday Fun Day that uh, I believe you guys were involved with last year too. Yep. But uh, the one I did this previous Monday was kind of a, a lead up to it. Bryce oh, okay. Watson, uh, one of the fundraisers for Sunday Fun Day is his own page. And we kind of used a day that we both had off to, to promote it and go see some of the, the courses in southwestern Manitoba too. But yeah, we do a couple of pre-matches. I think I've got another one lined up next week as well, just to kind of lead up to it and show some support for the people that support us too. Um, Bryce has been a good one along with uh, his mother in, in Glenbro there. They've raised a lot of money for us. And we're going to do that again next week with uh, Wyatt Brapsky, I believe, is going to do one next week. And then the actual Sunday Fun Day tournament is on July the 4th. And that's where people can uh, just register through our website go out golf on the Sunday as many holes as you want, whether it's nine or 99, have at it all in the name of the Cancer Society. And then uh, Dylan and I are going to do our standard marathon for the 10th straight year now in Glenbro on Monday, July the 5th, and see if we can't crack over 210 holes off this year. How many did you Re- Reggie said he was uh Reggie said he's gonna partake and he's gonna wear uh uh American thong on uh, July 4th Sunday fun day. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Don't think this... we need to do that. That was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> the full it's, a, outfit. it's actually gonna be Borat over the shoulders, <laughs> put the put the potato in the back, eh? <laughs> how many uh how many holes did you play on Monday? Uh, this past Monday, yeah, uh, we did 54 holes. Where did you go? Travel, you hit uh, four, five, we courses. five courses. So, we they're nine holers, but we played uh, Boisvane first thing in the morning, Deloraine, Melita, Verdon, and then finished off at Oak Island. And sick, contemplating going to Cirrus, but kind of ran out of daylight and energy. <laughs> Boisvane's sick course, it looked like that's a good tour. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not gonna speak ill of, of any of the courses. They were all awesome, but uh at the end of the day, Watson and I looked at each other and kind of said, like, I th- I think Boys of Ain might have been might have been the best. Like really yeah, it, it had the it had the benefit of we were there at five thirty in the morning. Yeah, right. Sun just barely coming up, not a breath of wind. Oh, oh no fresh cut greens, that smell. It, it was it was pretty pristine and like Delarine was a lot the same we're still there at eight o'clock hardly anybody out there and it was awesome too but like i i think that kind of fed into our rating of it a bit but it was it was nice it there was hardly a blemish on any of those greens out there they they do a great job boys van has some really cool holes hey like it seems like it's half the course is kind of uh back and forth and then there's like the other half is some really cool par threes and then a couple par fours i believe along the water yeah, so they they redid the second, third, and fourth hole there, I want to say about eight years ago or mm-hmm. so. They might have only been open for five or six, but pardon me. Um, yeah, they completely added a new par three there, the third hole, which is 
the one I posted on my Instagram and it was just the perfect time of day and everything. And then lengthened uh, the second and fourth into par five. So it used to be a par 33. And now it's uh, 36, I think now. So mm. yeah, they, they definitely did the right thing there. Um, the board and, and that, uh, that golf club, whoever had a hand in that, they, they made the right decision and they, they did it really well. So hats off to them. That part three is the one with the uh, water right in front or on the left side? Water's way off on the left. You might be thinking of the sixth hole has one right in the front there. It's it's no slouch either. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a tough hole. hole. Kind of goes right up to the highway. You can see it from the highway there. Yeah, right. Three is a longer one, right? Yeah, it was 190, I think it played. Right. Yep. That's a cool hole. Yeah. And you hit um, Delo too? Delo was telling us about Delo. Yeah, you guys got to get down there. Patch? It's pretty good. Patch is a big advocate of Delo, yeah. We're going to get you out to Rossman one time, Patty. Yeah, it's it's on the list. I have never been and wanted to badly. I'll have to do a Gilbert-Rossman tour through the north there once. Into that. He'll have some cold beers waiting down at the cabin. (laughs) <laughs> sounds good i'm there then well without further ado no nope, drums why are you shaking your head uh it's u.s open week buddy we gotta there get we go. some picks here oh pluck the u.s open we got 21 questions we got patty on here okay yeah, go you're, rock, you're rock hard to get to these questions aren't you patty's <laughs> picking man patty we decided that uh you get to pick uh, where it's actually up to 330 bucks, 360. 360. She, gets, she pick no, right, no pressure, eh? And at all, yeah, on, on the spot, eh? I think it's been at 360 for the past two months, so <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> I just bought a new bag yesterday, so <laughs> um, uh, it can stay where it is for a little bit here. <laughs> all right, I get to pick anybody, anybody. Oh, give me my boy Rombo then. Ultimate redemption story. That'd be actually sick if he won. There, I don't know if I've seen a much more wide open U.S. Open though. There, it kind of sets up for him too, doesn't it? He plays. He plays well at Tory, but the Farmers Insurance versus the U.S. Open is two kind of different ones. But Memorial is a tough tournament. He. Just lit it up, slaughtered it. So hopefully he hasn't lost it from there and can keep it going. But there's a there's a lot of boys that can win it this week. Yep. Well, uh, counterclockwise that means I'm up. Yeah, that would actually be clockwise <laughs> on my screen. So <laughs> yeah, sorry I meant clockwise. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and take DJ, uh, mostly because. He's a bomber too, and he's got a hell of a short game. But we had a draft today at lunch uh, with some work buddies, and uh, DJ was about the twelfth pick. So, um, what? One strategy in life has been going uh, the opposite of what people th- pick and and think. So I'm going to go DJ, and uh, going counterclockwise on my screen. That means drums is up. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to take Patrick Reed, the villain, the, the Joker. I'm taking him. 
deep, deep, deep rough at Tori, and he's the master cheater, so he's going to figure a way to skate around that, and we're going to walk this bitch right into uh, the winner's circle. Well, you know what? Already. You already know who I'm going to pick. You should have a maximum on how many times you can pick someone. Roars? Might have to add some rules in here. I'm still going to pick them. I don't give a shit. You didn't put those rules in before. Okay. Well, they're in place now officially. Um, Man, I was... It was Rory? I was thinking about, yeah, it was Rory. Yeah. I was thinking about how good... Well, Regal, you mentioned the other day, but I was like thinking about how t- how good it would be to have Tiger here this weekend. Like playing. Yeah. I still think he's showing up. Well, not playing, but yeah, he's making an appearance. Man, he is jacked. He's walking very well. The guy is jacked. Like, holy Christ! I guess he he's been skipping leg day, so he's just getting well, buff up top. But I think he's been it, skipping leg day for a while. Garrity <laughs> was tripping him that one time about his calves. <laughs> Speaking of calves, Phil's fifty-first birthday today. Who knows, man? If he gets his driver dialed in this weekend, could you imagine he goes back to back in the main? That'd be actually sick. I would That'd actually be unreal. I, I would, I would like that. There's Career, no way. I would have no issues with that. Career no, going not. Grand Slam at the age of 51. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> He's so good. Not happening. But <laughs> no. What about if Brooks? Phil, Did you guys see him fall up the stairs? I think that was fake. Think so. Are you thinking of Joe Biden? If Phil Phil wins this weekend, I will wear an American flag thong on Sunday fun day. For an entire round? For an entire round. All right. Hell yeah. Fuck, I want Phil to win so bad. (laughs) Hey, what what day is that, Patty? July 4th? July 4th, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got that that Sunday off. I'm playing all day. There you go. I'll get you signed up on the website. All day. Let's start mapping it. Okay. Yeah, well, I should, have, I should have mentioned before the top fundraiser that Sunday Funday gets a Callaway Epic Flash driver. So, Ooh. Ooh. Get boys. it's not a yeah, big deal. Shout, shout out Tyler Kerslake, the the rap he stepped up big for us this year. Nice. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. That's wild. That yeah. is Oof. wild. There you go. There's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the King Twitter account to bump it. <laughs> Breaking news. Whatever, whatever works, man. You heard it here first. Okay, All before right. before Jor has oh that, we're getting to the twenty-one questions here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is twenty-one questions featuring Patrick Law, the head pro at Minnedosa Golf and Country Club. So, Patty. Is it Minnedosa Golf and Country Club? We suck at golf names here, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You nailed that one. If you wouldn't have questioned it, you nailed it. Yeah, he massacred us on uh, our Carberry. I don't even know if it was pronunciation, but whatever we called Carberry. Oh, that was Rigo. Well, it's obviously not the top course. Yeah, okay, so state your case. Hey, Patty. Patty Patty lit us up. Did not agree with our take that Carberry was the top nine-hole course around. He says Glenboro. Give us your case for Glenboro. Well, it's, I don't have to make a case for Glenbro. It's just how bad Carberry sucks. <laughs> well, Glenbro just does the work for itself. Just go, just go and play. He's, 
He actually said it. Oh, the Carberry, the Carberry <laughs> listeners are going to be cheesed. There's going to be some eggs thrown at the Minnedosa uh, Pro Shop tomorrow. I, Carberry <laughs> Sandhills Golf Club, like what Sandhills? <laughs> it's like the Ivy Hills of somewhere. Like somewhere. <laughs> what? What Sandhills? It's like okay, we, oh, we yeah, got uh, Birchie uh, on uh, here officially okay. and uh, defend himself. We'll get we'll get Birchie on to to debate. <laughs> I love I would love that, but you know what? Carberry's got uh, some great guys doing a lot of good things there for that course. They're they've got a young membership and getting younger, and they're they're doing a lot of good things. There's a lot of good guys there and Lackerman, so it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll give them. I'll give them some credit. They're just not. They're just not better than Glenbro. That's all. Okay. So who, you do you think Glenbro's number one, or who would you say is number one in your rankings? Glenbro's number one. I'm like unbiased. I'm extremely though. biased, but like, what other nine hole course has been featured in a book of the top nine hole golf courses in North America? Or just just saying. We missed that. We wrote it. We missed that book. Anthony Piopi wrote it called the the finest nines. Got a copy on my bookshelf over here. I'll I'll get it for you. I thought it was maybe written by uh, Latrick Paw. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's, kind of, that's a sequel. <laughs> no, it's it's a good it's just a good golf course. I'm obviously biased, but it's it's uh, coming up on a hundred years old. Stood the test of time. Made by a an old Scottish guy. So just kind of has that everything that speaks to me. So again, it's only my opinion. I'm not saying it's, it's Bible, but uh, it's really good, but there's a ton of good nine hole golf courses in, in our province too. And you guys had a lot of them and there's probably some that I haven't even played, like uh, heard really good things about Miami that was touched on in, in that podcast. I haven't been there, but heard lots of good things. Like that's the thing. I don't even know like, where Miami yeah, is. I know exactly where it is. I drive by it to go to Minnewasta quite often and then kick myself every time for not giving myself more time to stop in there. But uh, I actually never played Minnewasta. That's that is crazy. Change. That needs to change too, but yeah. Just there's never enough summer, man. No, no, there definitely isn't. That's why you got to play 54 holes a day. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So question. does that, uh, does that count as question one? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, without further ado for the fourth time, uh, <laughs> this is 21 questions with Patrick law. All right. So I'll go first because uh, we'll get this going officially. So being a course pro, you probably see a lot of good. You probably see a lot of bad from members and, uh, and golfers alike. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve as a golf course pro and somebody who's at the golf course every day? Oh, Not from staff, from golfers. That's pretty tough. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say abuse of the course with your golf cart. Like mm-hmm. we, we have a lot of, uh, like you said, we went through a flood and stuff like that. And 
and it, it can get wet on the course and a lot of courses have that after a big rain and you you have to basically hold people's hands sometimes to not get them to put their cart where they shouldn't like it, it's pretty <laughs> obvious sometimes but it's not so no. i i don't get that one at all like holy shit like that they're on a, they'll be on a cart path and there's a like the stakes the entire way and all of a sudden they're on the other side of the fairway how did you get there what are you doing yeah like if you have to slow your cart down and try and weasel your way through somewhere you probably shouldn't be there so. or your partner gets off and you lift the rope so you can go under it with a cart like holy christ like maybe an 11 year old but not a not a grown-ass man yeah let's go with that um, one there's lots but let's go with that one you need those carts that uh poplar had and uh bridges also had them that just no you don't need those died <laughs> Just that, like, Poplar, the GPS just killed them. Poplar had those the first year. We were driving in the middle of the fairway and we had to call the clubhouse like, hey man, we're in the middle of the fairway and the cart won't move. Like it just locked up in the middle of the fairway. Well, don't oh, do that. That's good shit. Don't do that. Hey, Reggie, you're next in the order. I'm keeping track on this one because we seem to lose track every, every 21 questions. Okay, so George said... I'll just put this in correlation with his. He said, his, your biggest pet peeve as a pro. What's uh, your best memory so far as a pro? Oh, man. These are throwing freaking curveballs here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, one, one good thing happened a couple of years ago in Minnedosa. A lady came in and uh, donated a set of clubs to just give to a junior golfer just they were pretty nice clubs and donated them which was nice in itself and then uh i kind of picked out one of the kids that's in our work to play program and gave it to him and he was like emotional about it is he really loves golf but family doesn't have doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot to to support that and clubs are can be expensive so he was just using kind of rentals and stuff like that i'm like well no here you can just keep these and kid got emotional about it and everything so that was that was a good one that stands out in my head anytime you can do something like that is always a good moment definitely that's awesome favorite sporting event that's not the masters super bowl big football guy yeah i like football stanley cup good too but it's usually not my team that's there so i i i enjoy the super bowl there's a lot uh a lot going on there from the commercials to twitter is always just exploding to the food all, all the food the food but some of the the internet's undefeated some of the stuff that comes <laughs> out, out of the super bowl the memes and the videos and stuff <laughs> is unbelievable even yeah, the weekend so this creative. year, the, the weekend memes of him just lost in the <laughs> mirrors. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, there's a couple really good ones that came out of that. It's, it's always am- it's always amazing. Uh, sorry, Patty. Oh no, go um, ahead. It's always amazing how how good those memes are and how fast they are generated within seconds. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah, somebody's got to be on the ball with that. I, I don't know who they are, but I love them. 
Okay. Um, we had Travis uh, Fredberg on the show uh, probably five, six episodes ago. Uh, we asked him um, his favorite on the course games to play. So he actually took it a step further and gave us uh, his favorite game for a three man, four man, and five man. You don't have to go that far, but what's your favorite uh, game to play on the course? Um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of depends who you're playing with, like how many and stuff like that. But, uh, and it goes by a couple different names. I'll call it, uh, what the hell? I don't know. I'll call it 39. Cause that's, uh, basically the number you start at and then you minus your handicap off of that. And then you fill, you get points taken off for the score you make on each hole. I think, uh, no laying up calls it quota or something like that. So you, if I was a scratch, I'd start at 39 or maybe it's 36. And then if you're a 10, you'd start at 26 and we go on our way and you get uh, one point off for a, a bogey, two for a par, three for a birdie, five for an eagle. And whoever has the lowest score at the end or fills their quota first wins. So you could have a winner on hole 15 if you're just playing to zero or you can just rip it off afterwards levels of playing mm -hmm. field, no matter who you're playing with and yeah you can always add games in there and stuff like that too but that's that's a, almost how men's night should be no kidding it's a quick and easy one and it yeah you can make it as hardcore as you want to be if you got a bunch of scratch golfers or close to it you don't have to give points for bogey and you could do negative point or positive points i guess it would be for doubles and worse and stuff like that Oh. Yeah, depends depends who you're playing with. That's that's always a fun one, and it always seems to work out. Whoever's playing the best for themselves always seems to win. So, that's so you said, uh, like, if you make a bogey, you're adding one stroke to it, and you're trying to get to zero. You can you can play it that way. I usually just do if you're playing with like 15, 20 handicaps or something. You just say even if you make a bogey, you get a point taken off. And then if you make right. double or worse, there's nothing happens. So you can just pick up and move on. Right. Another, another good one that I used to play a lot with uh, Scott Ramsey at Shiloh, there's the par three game. It's not a game for the entire round, but on the par threes, the first one, everyone in your group throws in five bucks closest to the hole gets the pot. But if they three putt, they owe everybody in the group 10 bucks. Hmm. And then the second par three is everyone throws in 10. Or sorry, if that guy at the closest to makes the putt, everybody owes him double. And every par three on the course, the, the bet doubles. So by the time you get to the, so by the time you get to the fourth one, or sometimes if you're playing a course with five or six par threes, it can get pretty out there. What's the what's so, the last one at Shiloh? 16? 16, yeah. Yeah. Down the hill. Yeah. yeah, I believe I took 80 bucks off of Ramsey and our other partners one time when playing that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Each? And he hustled me and won it all back. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that yeah, one's yeah. a good one if you got uh, some deep pockets and, and want to spice things up on the par threes because that's anybody's ball game. Anybody can throw one in there right. tight. Anybody can three pot. I like that. That uh, that hustling back sounds like a Friday golf we had about a month ago where we played uh, 
about 36 holes approximately and by the end of it nobody owed anybody anything because we just kept going double or nothing until it got dark so <laughs> that's how it always works off, eh? yeah i walked off the course and nobody owed a thing to anybody uh reggie who was your favorite social media follow uh that that new guy the mano <laughs> oh, uh, Manalo Golf or whatever his name yeah. is. Little Maniacs. Yeah. Hilarious. He's hilarious. And actually got some awesome points and and tips and stuff on the golf. He's great. Um, yeah. Do you know, is he like a legit uh, teacher? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, like the accent and everything, it's all played out. But like he, he has, he, like you said, he does have some legit uh, tips and stuff. Yeah, so I haven't tugged that deep into him. I just enjoy the content that he has. But uh, I, I saw he did an interview or something, and he actually has that accent. I think he leans into it pretty hard. But, like, he he has that accent and everything, And but he's – I'm pretty sure he's a legitimate pro. I'm, I could be 100% wrong there, but I'm – I've only seen one video from him. But... Oh, you just spend the rest of your night doing that for a while and – you'll you'll get some good laughs and then uh, <laughs> as far as as far as golf content and stuff goes no laying up is pretty pretty good mm-hmm. cannot stand foreplay don't follow them no you got foreplay beef i i just can't stand them i, I don't like Borelli. like the guys yeah i don't like the guys and the stuff that they do for golf and everything is obviously good like people like them and they're growing the game so whatever it's just not growing it with me. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. I've actually never listened to one of their episodes. I'll listen to random ones just depending on who's on. But like, it's not something I listen to every week. They do do really good like YouTube videos where they do course spotlights. Like I just saw they put out a new one for Tori, and where they'll uh, they'll get like the grounds crew to kind of take them through holes and stuff. So like that's legit, and I like that. But yeah, those ones are awesome, and they did one yeah, for the Open last year. Mm-hmm. But anytime I have to see their swing on video, I, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, is that, are they barstool ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never, uh, you guys know me. I don't even listen to podcasts. I don't listen to this one. So I'm, uh, I'm not a big podcaster. So <laughs> I haven't heard too many. Yeah. No, no laying up's a good one. Even just on social media, following what they, mm-hmm. they post in the commentary they have during some of the, some of the events is pretty funny. Who uh, who has your favorite swing of all time? Of all time? Yeah. Ben Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Quick and easy. Yep. He's, yeah, the GOAT. He has ridiculous stories surrounding him and his ball striking and stuff. And, yeah, I'll stick with that one. Um, I'll go with another quick one here. What's your What's your most used app on your phone? We were talking about this before we got on here about a few apps we're going to delete and which ones were we like, but which one's your favorite or most used, I guess. Most used is probably Instagram. Is there any uh, ones we have maybe never heard of that you use? Um, no, there's a, I think it's called Canva that I do a lot of social media posts on. Oh yeah. Yep. Canva. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it's called. And yeah. uh, I use V V one golf for a lot of teaching and stuff like that. It's, it's used quite a bit, but yeah, not a ton of teaching happening 
over the last couple of weeks, but firing her back up now. So start using that a bit more. Mm-hmm. I got a two part question. No, I don't That wasn't even me. I don't think. I think that was my hand. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So it was Patty. <laughs> okay. I got a two parter here. I was going to bring this, this, it was a one part question before when I was going to bring this up when we were chatting before we, we didn't get time. What's your favorite item on the menu at the clubhouse? Uh, clubhouse. Clubhouse? Oh, clubhouse sandwich every Friday. Oh, clubhouses are so good. Man, when I when I You're thought obsessed about with food, question, aren't you? Who? What's that? Reg. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like you're a fat guy in a skinny guy's suit. I think. I just I can't even imagine if I worked at the, like when I worked at the golf course when I was 15, man. I might have got some negative paychecks. Like I just for sure ate me too. food all day. Chicken fingers, Honeydale, poutine. Let's go. Well, I'd have three I'm, meals out there every day. Yeah, every day. Um, Pure grease. We actually talked about a funny side story. We actually talked about doing a soup membership at Gilbert. You just you pay for a membership <laughs> at the start of the year, and you just get like because they always have a big pot of soup there. You just get a soup membership. It'd be hilarious. Big soup guy. Um, so the second part of this is. Sorry, drums. It's another food question. What's your favorite item on the menu at the <laughs> famous local restaurant in Minnesota, Farmhouse 50, which is absolutely phenomenal in my opinion? Holy. Yeah, I've been through that menu a few times. Um, the pizza and wing deal they have on Fridays is pretty good, too. I, I do a lot of eating out on Fridays, apparently. But uh, the Aussie pizza. For sure. Good? Yeah. Real good. It's got pineapple on it, though. It's not for everybody. Oh, I love pineapple on pizza. Yeah, definitely go with that next time, then. It's really good. That place is so cool for a small town. Like, You know what? They, they've gotten dealt such a poor hand with, like, the flooding smoked them. Like, all the runoff from Main Street was going in there, and they had freezers and stuff floating in the basement and everything. And Oh, oh shit. They, Megan there has been unreal at innovating and adapting and, and keeping things going. And I, I hope she gets everything she deserves coming out of that. Cause it is an awesome concept. She's done a great execution with it and everything. And the food is food's phenomenal there too. Like, yeah. Can't say enough good things about them. Yeah. And a lot of local restaurants here. I'm pretty lucky to have them. Is it me? Yeah. Yeah, drill me. Wake um, up, brother. Quit daydreaming about food. Yeah, now Fatty. you got me hungry. Fatty. Uh, what is your uh, most... <laughs> what is your most favorite club that you've ever had, um, I guess, of all time? Ever had of all time, yeah. Well said. It's a little early to say it, but the epic max ls that i'm hitting right now the driver from cal is pretty sweet but i had a tailor-made r7 quad or 425 i think was the first like real decent driver that i got and it was in my bag all the way until i think i even had it through my first year in lethbridge so i had it a long time and and liked it quite a bit. I think it's still maybe kicking around in a bag here somewhere. A driver? Yeah. 
Is it uh is it a myth or a truth that drivers' faces cave in over time? Um, I think they lose their pop over time, if you ask me. Um, also the graph, like they all have graphite shafts and then they'll start to wear out too and mm-hmm. get flimsier and, and break and stuff like that. But, but does the face like, cave? The face won't cave in. No, you'll, you'll lose a little bit of jump off of it. Probably if you use it for 10 years or something like that, but if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not losing distance and you're hitting fairways, club salesmen shouldn't say that, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. This this new Callaway one that I have has just been awesome for me. Have you always been a Callaway guy? Like, uh, I guess since going to, like, obviously at the pro shop, are you strictly Callaway? Uh, yeah, I've got accounts with other with other companies, but I stock strictly Callaway ever since I came to Minnesota. So it's always been a Callaway town. And when I came in, I I tried their stuff, and it was all awesome. And Tyler's always been my my sales rep and he's been very very good to me can't say anything poor about the service that I've had and how they treat their their professional staff so I have no reason to change plus plus tailor-made sucks so oh my god what (laughs) I agree you agree do you remember like it was probably a month ago we were talking about the v steels and how sexy they were back in the day like just an unreal looking club and they're coming back with them, eh? That's funny you say that, Drums. I, I had a V-Steel back in the day, and that popped into my head when you asked that question. It was, Those were so good looking. Yeah, my brother-in-law still has it. I hope he doesn't get rid of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Cobra guy. Everything, Sexiest except Cobra for Wedges. Those new Cobra putters look pretty cool. Cobra putters? Is that yeah. new? They're 3D printed. Okay. What? Some some of them look like the UFOs you'd see in Falcon Lake. <laughs> well, I got to dive into that later tonight, the Falcon Lake. <laughs> later tonight, it's already 11. Time you staying up till. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so we we visited Minnedosa, uh last weekend. R- Reggie uh, fake tented up there for the weekend. And... Uh, so I've always been, we've been going there our whole lives because our aunt and uncle live there right on the lake and uh, is everything's different as a kid. It was a really cool place to go. Um, but visiting it again as an adult, uh, I seem to enjoy it just as much. But what is your, what's the best part about Minnedosa outside of uh, the standard, the people, the community there? But what's, what's like the, your best attraction to Minnedosa that you've discovered through the years of living there? Yeah, like the, the people and everything are awesome, and that's that's what I would go to. But if we're going outside of that and the attraction, like it's a, it's a small town in relative terms. Like there's 2,000 people there, but the, to have the lake and I guess now that splash park that's there too is, is kind of nice. It's a nice beach that is kind of a – well-kept secret for a while doesn't seem to be anymore it's pretty damn busy this year especially um the lake is is a big draw um i i honestly think the golf course for a town of our size having an 18 hole golf course is pretty pretty cool i'm glad they decided to expand it when they did because 
obviously after 2005 or something costs and everything went way up and you're probably not going to do it anymore. So I'm glad they did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough thing. I'd, I'd say the lake and the campground and everything like that is pretty cool. And then that rock in the fields festival that I really hope gets going again, obviously not this year, but soon it brings a ton of people to town and it is a blast. I, I might get uh, crucified for this, but I enjoy it far more than, than country fest, but that's cause I'm, Oh my God. I'm now, I'm now almost 30. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> well, think about that though, too. Cut like, this guy off. No, he would do the, he would do the same thing we do here. I mean, Jor, I guess you did a different <laughs> drums. You might've too, but like at country fest, I, I really only stayed up at country fest in 12 years. I only stayed up there a handful of times or more like more than 12 years. I just took the shuttle home. It's so convenient. That's probably what you'd have a minute. Those too. Unless you, did you camp up there? I'd throw a tent up and stuff like that once in a or the one year and stayed there a bit, but I usually have to get up and go work at the course in the right. morning. So I just go home to my bed and yeah, there's mm-hmm. that aspect to it, but tough to beat. It's uh, the camp, the campsites and everything are just different. It's just, yeah, there's not people jumping off of campers into tables and stuff. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're it's not the a grown up version of country. Fest. <laughs> yeah. We're not at a bill's tailgate party or something. <laughs> me and me and Mertz used to drink all night and then drive to work like from country fest at the golf course. <laughs> and then we sometimes like there was one time we were, it was like four, I think it was like four 30 in the morning. And we we're like, should we just go now? Like, cause we're going to pass out and we're never going to get up. So we drove at like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to the golf course parked in front of the, sh- the shop. And then our boss woke us up at like 8.30. He's like, okay, that's enough. You guys got to get up and go cut grass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you sleep in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> you let us sleep for a while. Patty, I thought that too when I was in uh, Minnesota. I thought it was like super cool that like if you lived on the other side of the lake, like opposed to the beach, like you literally have a, a lake on one side of your house and then a, like a town like right there. And that's, you can't say that for too many too many places in Manitoba. Or, no, yeah, it's, like I don't know. It's awesome, man. Like I, I, uh, that was the first place I lived in. Like um, my parents built a house like right when I was born, so we lived there for a couple of years. And my grandparents always had a cottage, and they ran the canteen at the beach for forever. So like I grew up at Minidosa Beach, and it was like it, if you had like a cabin on that side of it, it was like a completely different going to another town, just going to town. Like it was so separate too. And that was kind of cool. We also almost blew up the campground one time, me and my cousin, we got in so much shit. Like my dad kicked the shit out of me for that one. <laughs> we started <laughs> opening propane tanks around the fire. Oh boy. Oh my God. Drums. Yeah, he the, came... F- the FBI is going to show up at your house. You're talking about <laughs> driving drunk and blowing up propane tanks. Like we're live here, bud. <laughs> Live. I uh, I shamefully plugged the the golf course in that answer too, but I cited that the fact that a town of two thousand or twenty five hundred has an eighteen hole course is sick. But the the best example ever of that is is Gilbert. Like, how many people are in Gilbert? Six hundred. 
I was thinking when you were saying that, but I always pump Gilbert, so I didn't want to say anything. But yeah, it's oh, probably no, like I six need, or seven hundred. It's wild. I need to get back in the in the good graces of, of the podcast here and give you guys a plug. Like it's unreal that a town of that size <laughs> has that amenity. Like wild. That, that's that's awesome. And I don't think it should be taken lightly. Like that's really cool. And a nice 18 hole golf course too. People don't realize that they they get mad about having to make a tea time there now. And it's like, okay, man, if you place this anywhere else in the province, like anywhere close to Brandon or Winnipeg, like it's, I mean, you have a tough time getting on food around Winnipeg, but that's a town of 600 and they expect just to drive, drive their cart down the hill and go for a round, which is crazy. But throw that cool. in my pet peeves too. Mm-hmm. Just showing up. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Reggie, uh, you're scratching your headphones a little bit there. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just you just had Interesting. I didn't. I didn't think it was, but um, <laughs> that's why I told you. It's probably me now, hey? Yeah, it is. Well, I had favorite club in the bag, but you have that new driver. <laughs> uh, favorite sports team. Doesn't uh, I wouldn't say favorite hockey team, just like your favorite, your all time favorite sports team. That'll be my favorite hockey team, the, the Avalanche. Oof. Oh, yeah, I say that somberly at the moment, but no, big Avalanche guy, big Minnesota Vikings guy, and yeah, those two stand above the rest. I have my favorites and others, but yeah, poor McKinnon, poor McKinnon, yeah. Um, I think not having Kadri actually played a huge part in that. It it plays a bigger deal than than people think in a series that's that tight. But I know from experience, you can't get outplayed as badly as they did for eight or nine periods in a row right. there. But yeah, I don't know. Vegas is a hell of a team, but they I think they were the better team to come out of that series. They just couldn't get their stuff together. Mm. Well, yeah, like after the first game, I was like, oh, my God, this is a clean sweep. Like, they're going to smoke them. That was the worst thing that happened to them, though. Yeah, I mm-hmm. probably was, in truth. But, yeah. Pat, yeah, Pat, you can say shit on here if you want. Yeah, well, I hope they get their shit together and sign those <laughs> fucking guys for another <laughs> years. Uh, that core that yeah. core group is unreal, and I hope they keep it together. Who's up? Uh, Landeskog's up, isn't he? Uh, right away, yeah. There's not a ton. Like, they're going to have to pay him a car right away. And the guy that for some reason they didn't play in Byram is coming up. I hope they kind of hang on to him. Um, yeah, I never understood. I didn't understand that one either. Codric unreal. Codric can disappear at the deadline or something if he's going to pull that stuff in playoffs all the time. Three like, when, in a row, I think. When does it get? No, more than that, I think. Three no, in a row. No, it's three because he got canned from Toronto. Two in Toronto. After he did it the second time and he went on the Chicklets podcast and was kind of salty about getting canned from there and said he thought that was the reason. And he goes, well, what did they think I was going to do? Do it a third time? Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, you are, buddy. Sure did. Sure did. Like, so, uh, yeah, you can't be the common denominator in a problem. And not think you're the issue. <laughs> he is. He's a damn good player when he's playing the holy hell. In the playoffs last year, he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was mad, but 
yeah, we don't need to get into into that too much more. Yeah, I had a couple hundred bucks on them, so I'm on the same board as you. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, good. Now I can't even pay for the golf bets here. Hell, hell of a bet, though. <laughs> they deserve it. What yes. was your favorite video game of all time? Uh, so Tiger Woods 2005 when you could fly a driver 350 and spin it back 20 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that the Masters? No. L2? No. I probably you're talking to a guy who has like a PS2 probably <laughs> my most recent gaming console so <laughs> but yeah I'm PS3 yeah, actually, I think I have a three. I don't. See, I, don't I don't even know. It's but one of those is pretty fun. But yeah, we're talking about 15, 20 years ago games now. You could say we're out of touch, Batty, but they're doing some crazy shit on the the world the world of video games, and we ain't a part of that. Yeah. Um, so. Just to just to keep a, give a status here, we're at twelve questions so far. So um, oh. I I, th- I think we got to cut this one short a little bit. We'll do one more each. I don't think twelve. Just flip that uh, around, and you got twenty-one, boys. I've had yeah. five myself already. So it's a okay. Maybe I missed one. So because it's eleven o'clock, I'm freaking. I got. I'm an old guy, so I got. I'm about half an hour past my bedtime, but I, I do want to know. Um, what's something that you would like to see, I guess, trending in the future in the game of golf um, in terms of anything, really? Like, what's something that you think should grow? Uh, it's kind of a hard question to ask, but I hope you can see what I'm asking here. Yeah. Um, what do you want to see in the future of golf? Well, uh, like more more people playing, obviously, is kind of an easy blanket way to say that, but like, I'd like to see courses being a little more inclusive and, uh, and engaged in getting more people out there. There's, there's a few out there that are just kind of still like leaning into that stuffy stigma that golf has. Mm-hmm. And th- that goes to the, some of the members and stuff like that too, but you're, you're not going to change, change people or anything. And that's just the way it is. But when the course itself is kind of nurturing that, uh, that mentality, it, it's frustrating to watch. Like there, Watson was trying to book into a place for his dad's birthday and bringing a bunch of guys out for that now that they're allowed to. And, uh, no, can't book more than seven days in advance. It's like, well, why? Like, I just, maybe I live in a different world than in, uh, Minidosa and rural Manitoba and stuff like that. But, you can book July 1st of 2022 with me right now. If you want, if you're bringing some guys out, like I want people at my golf course and Mm -hmm. I don't have a tournament on that day, which I know well in advance. If I do like, let's get people out there. Like some of these, some of these uh, rules and policies that courses have are just making it tougher. And I've seen a lot of people in the last, in the pandemic era, we'll call it new golfers and stuff. And, they're beginners. They don't know some of the rules and stuff like that. And that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. come, come, come on out. We, we want you out here and we, that's the kind of people we want to, to have 
get involved in the game. That's what's going to keep golf healthy and everything. And when you get people complaining about, oh, it's slow on a Saturday morning. Well, that's kind of, yeah, it sucks to a degree. If it's not, if it's a six hour round, then we got an issue, but slow is a pretty relative term to some people. I had somebody complain about a four hour and 15 minute round on a Saturday morning at 10 AM. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm kind of quite happy with that. And no kidding. yeah. And there's a lot of new golfers out there and that was awesome. And kids playing whatever. So imagine right. complaining that, about that. That's uh that's a uh, long winded answer. And I hope I kind of answered it there, but yeah, I don't know. I, I hate the, I hate the stigma that golf has of being kind of a stuffy old white guy sport and trying to change that as best as, as best I can myself. And there's a lot of people doing a better job of it than I am on have a bigger platform. So I hope they keep going. I hope that catches on. It'll take time, but I think we're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say right now golf's probably at a, an all time high in terms of, uh, getting recognition, getting more people out. And like, it's a pretty, like, I mean, just even in our, in my day to day office, just to, like, it's the insurance place. I mean, guys talking about golf that I didn't even know knew about golf. And they, they said they golfed all weekend. I'm like, I didn't even know they golf, but mm-hmm. it's just like the new members around this area. And it's probably the same for you, Patty. It's, it's crazy. Like, setting some records around here just because that's, and the pandemic's almost, been good for the game of golf in that sense there's it's kind of all you could do for a while there right yeah there's there's probably been more benefit than the negative at at the end of the day it's pretty easy to focus on the negative stuff but there's a lot more positive and everything and you know i i've been uh i'm guilty of it myself and it annoys me a little bit when the media goes nuts on like tiger and stuff like that and how much they talk about them, but you know what, like we're, if we got another Tiger Woods right about now, golf would just explode. Man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like the guy moves the need. He is the needle and moves stuff. And like having him still around and he's the like, industry. I don't, I don't like Jordan Spieth, but when he started playing good too, like, I don't like, I shouldn't say I don't like him. I don't like how he's just, shoots one good round and everybody loses their mind but it 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 gets more people involved people recognize his name right people that don't golf so he has an effect definitely when guys like that are are doing well and like rory and dj to a degree and stuff like when they're doing well that helps so if yeah if a guy like tiger you'll probably never get another one but if somebody like that just steps up on the tour that could be perfect storm in in terms of popularity and growth of golf and yeah more timing of it mm-hmm. well kind yeah. of uh kind of on that like what are your thoughts on this bryson uh <laughs> bryson versus brooks stuff like i hope i saw an interview i saw an interview with brooks where he said like i am trying to grow the game like with this i'm trying to get different eyes on it that are gonna follow the shenanigans and then hopefully from that they fall in love with the game. Do you see that happening with what, I don't even know what to call this. Like, it's just, it's a borderline shit show. Drama. Between the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like watching it's, the Kardashians. Like or something. It, it, it has an effect, right? Like it, 
it works. I I think it's probably mostly fabricated and that's too bad. It would be a lot more hilarious if it wasn't. But like like if Bryson didn't know that Brooks was going to start giving away free beer and is actually bothered by people calling him Brooksy and stuff, like that is, that is hysterical. That's so I think good. he is. Oh, I, like, oh yeah, that's a real good way for them to stop calling you that, bud. Say that it bothers you, but he can't be that stupid. Yeah, what? Yeah, he is. I, I think he is, though. <laughs> like, like there's he declined the other... this weekend, right? So that that the fact that he declined to play with it. One, why is the USGA? <laughs> why is the USGA even asking? Just do it. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and two, like. Why are you declining? Like you're just eating the fire, and maybe that's oh, the, but like that's the goal. That's not his game, though. That's not Bryce's game. He doesn't need to be in that shit. I don't. Can think, you imagine like, those two are paired on Sunday? Yeah. I agree. This is a it's the PGA. It's not the freaking WWF here. Like I'd be intimidated I wanna... by I would be intimidated by Brooks. I think anybody in the world would. I don't think anybody's gonna big dog Brooks Kepka. Bryce would eat him, him for lunch. No, he would. Yeah, okay, maybe in that sense, but not in their demeanors. Like, Bryson's a wiener, and Kepka's like a, I don't know. I just, he's like a bag. frat, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, DeChambeau doesn't have, fr- like, he doesn't have the respect. I don't think that Brooks does. I don't know. I don't think Brooks does either. I don't think, I don't think he does, but he's got more than Bryson. I don't think anybody likes Bryson at all. Anyways, neither of them are Tiger Woods. That's for okay. sure. Ty- Patty, Tiger's I got one in a world of his own. Here. If you could pick uh, your all-time foursome, who are the three guys in it with you? Alive? <laughs> no, dead or alive. Okay. Um, oh, God. Prob- this is the ultimate golf nerd answer, though. But, like... Okay. Love it. Okay, I'll give the golf nerd answer, and it'd be, like... Uh, Young Tom Morris, um, Alistair, Alistair McKenzie, and uh, Bobby Jones. Those old buggers. And then That's to a... just have a blast, I would just go – I'd love to play with Biz Nasty and, and Wit, and let's throw uh, Phil in there. That would be sick. That would That's... be sick. That's your sandbagger for some? Yeah, yeah, that would be an absolute blast. I cannot stop laughing at Biz's mannerisms and stuff in those sandbaggers. Oh, unreal, yeah, unreal, so man. funny! Like I could watch the whole four hours of, of Cam on him. It's just hysterical. Oh, he's so funny, man! That guy's like, he's he's absolutely hilarious. Like I just watched the one. Been... I just watched the one. I think last night uh, with uh, Jose Theodore. And they were calling him Jose, and then he's putting the hex. He's putting the hex on him, and Biz was rattled for like six holes because he's like, he actually put a fucking hex on me. Like, can you do that? Like, and he's dead serious. Like, he had no clue. He has no idea about anything about it. Just awesome. Yeah, oh, he's so stupid. Go back and watch like the original ones of like Cross and uh, McKinnon. Nate, yeah. Like... Some good <laughs> shit talking. I love it. Crosby misses a putt and he's just pumped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's wild. Yeah. 
everybody's got that one friend in their group though that's just a shit show on the golf course that you love yeah rubes <laughs> rubes or dahlia yeah okay well i'll wrap up uh the questions i guess is that what we're doing um and this is the standard one i asked the last one and this is courtesy of inside the actor studio if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say as he welcomes you at the pearly gates welcome to augusta boom no, augusta i don't know if you get better than that sure let's go with I that mean, that's as close as you can get to heaven in my eyes anyways how i envision it yeah minus minus after i just said all the stuffy golf should be canned pick the stuffiest <laughs> place to go absolutely <laughs> hey maybe in 20 years it'll, it uh it'll be a little bit more inclusive yeah to folks like us hope I'm right. by then yeah i don't know about myself either if i keep going tenting every weekend you're gonna become an outdoorsman here no, I'm just going to get eaten by a bear. You're not careful. <laughs> okay, it's bedtime, boys. Okay, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Big thanks to Patty for uh, coming on and hanging out with us for a bit here. Um, Patty, what's the website for Marathon Monday? Hey, I screw this up every time. Thornbury will kill me if I get it wrong this time, so I'm double-checking. Because <laughs> we, we switched it, so don't, don't blame me. It's marathonmonday.ca. Perfect. So marathonmonday.ca, be sure to check that out uh, and donate and um, also just play along. Uh, like we said, Sunday is when we do, uh, we did ours last year and uh, we did a little travel around, hit a couple different courses um, and then you do your marathon Monday. So um, everybody be f- sure to follow Patty around with that um, and his socials too. We'll uh, tweet and Instagram those out as well. But Let's wrap it up. Everybody enjoy the U.S. Open. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Oh, to you too. First one here. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, peace out. Love you, boys. Later. Thanks, Love boys. You fellas. Thanks, Patty. Anytime, guys. You yeah, fellas. <laughs>